Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sacred Comedy Podcast. I am your host, intuitive consultant, and producer, Jennifer Way. If you're new to our show, please follow, rate, and review wherever you are listening or watching. Today, you are in for a treat with guests, comedian and creator of MomCom NYC, Alice Chan, and comedian, tarot reader, and healer, Kate Wolf. Kate leads us in a tarot healing and mediumship session for Alice, and we touch on everything about grief, death, and even psychic ability. If you're sensitive to energy, We really hope that you feel this episode as the loving container that it is. We certainly felt it while we were making it. There's just so much magic to this work, and we would love for you to experience what goes on behind the curtain. So today we dive deep and invite you into our sacred space. Welcome to the Sacred Comedy Podcast. Um, I, I am just, I'm so excited to have you both here. I'm so glad that we, we found time for both of you to kind of come together to actually meet each other and to do a little bit of a, a reading sort of a thing. And, uh, I think Kate, tell, tell us a little bit about what kind of readings you do and kind of what they entail. I do tarot readings but I call them tarot healings because I'm also a non-dual Kabbalistic healer so I like to combine the qualities of the tree of life with the reading so that there's extra healing qualities because I think the tarot already offers that with the right reader of course so I am going to be using them to feel into your soul Alice and I made it sound scary for no reason. Did that sound scary? Oh, nothing scares me. Okay, good. Because it's not meant to be scary. But yeah, I'm just going to use them and my own intuition to feel into what your next step is, in a sense, like what you need to feel more you, you know, because I think that's the point of all of this. Because I've met a lot of spiritual people who had gifts, but they still weren't really fun to talk to, you know? So I think the point is being fun and knowing how to be yourself here on this dense earth that is very difficult a lot of times. Yes. And Alice, tell us, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. What I do. Um, I have two boys, but that is not my entire identity. Although I do have a lot of content inspired by them and uh, they're really funny, curious kids. But I also love to be away from them and do live comedy because I love to connect with people. Although I'm an introvert, I love connecting with people on stage or intimately, like with two or three people over dinner or a nice conversation or for coffee. Uh, I love performing on stage. I also do content creation, kind of mimicking motherhood in a very funny way, because I feel like if we can't find the humor in that, then we're all doomed. Like there's humor in everything if we look hard enough. And sometimes we don't have to look that hard because it's right in front of our eyes. But really my whole mission with my whole comedy and, and content on my Instagram is making sure that people don't feel excluded and making sure that people don't feel alone in their journey, whether it's motherhood or 
being a woman or, you know, being on an Asian American or a middle child. <laughs> that's kind of like a little bit about me. Yeah. This is, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I've been following you for a while and, and just, I, I freaking love your content. I wish I had seen it. I wish I had that content when, when mine were littles, cause they're like teenagers now, but I, but the it's still, it's still content is gold. There's so much in there, Jen. You can just, oh, so much. I can't wait. It's juicy. They don't, they don't want to hear about it. I'm so not cool. Like, yeah, it's pretty fun. I'm already not cool. I'm like, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah. Think you're I'm cool. not. I need everyone to love me. I need everyone to think I'm love cool. You. Are you a middle child? I am not. I'm a, oh. I'm a, I'm a baby. Oh. <laughs> Are you I'm yeah, I'm, I'm the youngest. I have an older sister and, uh, and I'm like a Gemini. So I talk a lot about being a baby. We're all babies. <laughs> We're all baby, but, um, yeah, no, I, I think I, I just, I identify with so many people who aren't me. Uh, I don't know what that is, where that comes from. <laughs> Maybe Kate can help out with that. Well, we but, know you're an empath. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> not fun. That's I, yeah. I mean, like I, I would say the only, the thing, the sort of psychic stuff, and being a mom is kind of funny. I've been thinking about it lately. Alice, I'm sure you can chime in with this, but it's like, I always felt like in the beginning, I was talking to them sort of psychically and telepathically when they were little, little, and it really fucked up their ability to communicate effectively. Cause it was just a lot of like, well, you already know, mom, like, I don't even have to say it kind of a stuff, but yeah, they're not, they're not impressed or intrigued or whatever. It's okay though. Oh yeah, my son stopped being super impressed a while ago. But I mean, he was coming with me to the comedy clubs starting real young. And then when middle school hit and I was putting out certain content like labia game, I, you know, <laughs> I should have thought more how that might make my son feel. So that's when I think he really was like, I don't want to see things or do with her right now. And now... He's a senior in high school and he's, he's liking me again. So oh, good. He's ready for labia content. Well, you know, I put that to private. So I think that's part of why he likes me again. <laughs> so Alice, that's your future. That's what you're looking oh, at. I know. I already read a book when he was in utero at 12 years old. They will hate you. It said they will hate you sons and mothers. It's just a great, it's a great book. So I'm already gearing up for that. And I know not to take it personally. They need to be in their cave. They don't need mom to be harping on them and they'll come back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why we got a dog. Oh yeah, the dog, the dog. When did you get the dog? We got it end of July. Uh, I did not want a dog. I'm not a dog person. I said no for the longest time. Everybody hated me. And then I told my husband, like, I don't want to be the bad person anymore. If you get the dog, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> and now the dog's like, I love you so much. And I'm like, I love you too. <laughs> the dog's like, you're the only person in this house for me. And that's, and he will always think I'm cool no matter what. I think getting the pet at the right time when the kids are starting to find their independence is just like such a power move for like, like such a hacker. Like this is, this is how the, this is how you do it because those animals will just love up on you at the right times. 
Yeah. And I, and I remember someone telling me that I remember we moved into this house and this mom was leave, you know, they're like, oh, this house is too small for us. And their kids were like nine and six and they had a dog. I'm like, I would never get a dog. And she goes, you will change your mind because once your kids stop like liking you, you will want a dog. I'm like, I'm never going to be that person. <laughs> and also got a guinea pig. <gasps> oh my a God. Guinea guinea pig. Pigs. I know it's all, uh, it's, it's all going to come up. It'll come up in the reading. Taking up so much of my time already. Like you're going to take up my reading time. <laughs> Can I ask some more? Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, you can start, um, so start it whenever you like. Alice, are you how, up every night? Um, how often? Not as often as I like. And I have to say it's because um, I have a responsibility to my kids. They need to eat. And I have to make sure they have clean underwear. I know it's kind of sad. I'm competing with 20, 30-year-olds who don't have to get up in the morning. And they could do three, four shows way until two in the morning. I can't do that. I can't hang out. And then can you sense I'm a little bitter about that? <laughs> and so I have to be very specific and selective with what shows I do. Does it, it I might commute now into the city. I have to get to the city. I'm not in the city anymore. So I will probably do a show and it averages to maybe once a week. Um, I'll try to produce shows so I, I can get up there more often and do longer sets but I not often not as often as I like unfortunately um yeah that's a sad truth no and I was asking just because I when I was near Manhattan in Jersey City I know that being a mom and a comedian I had the same difficulty of comparing myself to people who didn't have kids or some people had jobs, full-time jobs, you know, and I think it's really important in comedy to take the space for yourself, whether it's so your kids are fed and loved or your pets or just yourself. So you're not running your, your energy out, but yeah, that's why I asked because you're definitely getting up more than me right now. And I always just have to work on that because we're, we're humans. And some of these comedians they never know when to take breaks and then they break down. So true, true. It's, it's actually a nice, it's forces me to kind of breathe in between the performances. Right. And I don't know if it's necessarily true to have that much stage time to get good at that craft, but I do, I, I do have experiences where if I, I'll go out and do a, a small show, maybe seven people show up. And then when you do a joke, you're like, oh my gosh, uh, something will come into your mind. And then that, that punchline um, will be forever yours. Like I've had this one punch. I went to a really, uh, it's like a little show down in the basement of a bar. Three people showed up. I think two were the comics. And there was this, this running joke since six years ago. I still keep it. It's one of the best jokes. And I wouldn't have had that punchline if I hadn't gone to that show. So it's kind of like, okay, if I, if I keep going, something might come into my mind and, 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 and refine a joke, but does that make me a better comic? Not necessarily. I don't know. That's, that's the challenge I have. I'm like, do I keep going? Do I tire myself out and then become a good comic? Or do I just be selective with the shows and hopefully something will come up and, 
and 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 some some feedback from the audience will come out or maybe my mind will just naturally come up with a better punchline that's the struggle with being a comedian i'm like how much is too much is there such a thing that's too much stage time that will sacrifice your own peace right right i think the goal needs to be happiness and i feel like it's not just with comedy any human right because most people they're just running themselves out I, I keep trying to say the phrase and i'm not getting it right but i think you'll figure out the perfect formula for you but i do think some space in between shows can be great you know you can process yeah. it you can rejuvenate you can feel happy about your life yeah. i needed more downtime than most people and then i felt really guilty about it but i think you get to feel it out for yourself yeah. And the craziest thing is like, sometimes um, I'll wake up at 2am or 3am and I'll come up with a, a punchline or a joke because your subconscious is really, um, that's what your subconscious is speaking. And that's when I actually come up with the, my content ideas or a punchline to a joke that in my head forever. So sometimes you don't actually have to be at a club at three in the morning. You have to just be in bed just waking up. <laughs> in the morning <laughs> yeah so you have like I definitely a no, think it makes no sense. pad yeah it makes sense to want to get up often to run your material and I'm not trying to to say that's not helpful but then yeah some comics are so hooked on how many shows they have a night or a week and I think there's more wealth and also just feeling healthy in general yeah so. yes I love that yeah Should well how about we get the Oh, sorry. <laughs> How about we get the reading officially started? Okay. So how many times between one and five would you like me to shuffle so I can get your energy in these? Between three and five. Three and five. five. Oh, she chose five. <laughs> I will shuffle and I will try to say interesting things or you two can say interesting things while I shuffle. Okay, interesting things. So just... <laughs> interesting things interesting things interesting things this is such I a good podcast you guys interesting. So she can edit out the shuffling that's People why i hear five because like i would say to some clients how many times should i shuffle and when it was more than five it was just so awkward i just yeah. shuffling forever <laughs> like 58 times <laughs> so like it, i need it to be 58 or it's just not gonna be good yeah We've got two more to go. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to pick three, but I felt a little weak. Oh. I, was like, I, was, I want her to work for it. Yeah, you, <laughs> you had to go for it. You had to go for five. That's oh, big. The, I'm yeah. getting a little sweaty in the armpits while I do it. It's We're all good. for that. That's okay. Tear <laughs> it out. I'm going to have some pheromones for my husband to smell when he gets Ooh. on. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little bit of stank on that armpit. You know what I mean? <laughs> On your... I love a good winter armpit sweat. I like the smell of my man's armpit. If it gets a little sweaty, it's I like, yeah, my animalistic pheromones start to. Oh cute. You're in love. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, my, my son's like, he was smelling his armpit. I was like, oh, yeah, it's smelling a little like daddy's. I'm like, oh, my God. 
I was so proud when my son, my son's 13, when he started to be a little funky, it's, it was like such a big moment. Uh, like I called my dad, like, I was like, he's smelling. He's finally like smelling. And he was so embarrassed. He's like, you probably shouldn't tell people that. And I was like, I totally get it. I get it. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's like the smell of a man. Okay. <laughs> Now, Alice, you got some pretty awesome, powerful cards. Not surprised, but I need to start where I'm being called to start. High Priestess. Yes. Yes, everybody. Yeah. Yes. Jennifer knows. What's that one? It looks like a queen. But... It's the High Priestess. And she oh. is very queen-like, but High Priestess energy is different in that the focus is on your spiritual and psychic abilities. It's talking about what you have within. So it's going to make me want to ask you, do you know that you have psychic abilities? Oh, she knows. I used to work at uh, a bank and they had five elevators. And uh, I would never press a button. I'll let other people press it. And I would pick an elevator and would stand right in front of it while everyone's just waiting in line. I'm like, I know it's this one. And it would open. I'm like, mm. we're talking. Yeah. Oh my Four God. And you're a scientist too. Cause you do experiments with it. Yeah. And I, I would sometimes tell my kids, I'm like, um, I know what number you're thinking of from one to five and four out of five times I would get it right. And they're like, how did you do this? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you've got abilities and this card's coming out so you can honor them more and speak them to truth and then start to work with the ones that want to be developed. And you might have premonition dreams or maybe you would just think of them, think of them as very vivid, but I'm getting a sense of you're in the astral realm, you're interacting with real spirits. Things are actually happening. And if you could bring that more into your waking life, even if you take some notes when you wake up right away, just to remember it and say, okay, that was a message, <laughs> you know, that was a real one. Um, and also what I love about high priestess energy is the non-duality of it. Like the yin yang symbol, it's the importance of being able to hold the light and the dark it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> Your face is amazing. Yeah, because I um, this year I want to focus on combining grief with humor because grief is so sad and gloom and no one wants to talk about it because it's sad and dark and depressing. And then there's humor. But I'm like, how can I weave them both together in harmony? Because grief is part of life is a major part of life and it, I think uh, you do yourself a disservice when you don't talk about that because everyone uh, is faced with grief either in you know currently or in the future or, or just have um, a lot of grief in their life that they have not been able to share so in my comedy which is kind of weird because it's like comedy you're going to talk about grief yeah why not it's the part of life there's uh, I think if you do it right it can be quite powerful and so. I completely agree with you and just life force in itself like the infinity symbol that's propelled by the light and the dark like a battery negative positive so when you try to close one side thinking it's bad 
or whatever thoughts you may have, you're actually stopping the full flow from the lights from above, you know, because a lot of people, especially when it comes to spirituality, they think a lot about the light, but you need to be able to navigate through the dark places within yourself, within this world. So you're rooted. Mm. So when the storm comes, you don't topple over. And I think it's beautiful what you said, because that's going to make your comedy just more full, you know, because if you're up there trying to be something you're not and not including a part of yourself, your audience is going to ultimately pick up on it. And then you start to feel like a clown, right? If you're going up there and you're masking deep grief to be just a performer, you know, you're not expressing really what wants to get out. When you're able, like you said, to include, whether it's grief, anger, anything that that most people would classify as dark for whatever reason, when you can work with that and bring the light into it and make it funny, then you've got people not just laughing with you, but healing with you mm -hmm. because you found a way to bring light into that dark place. And now they're saying, whoa, you know, I came here to laugh, but she's saying things that are touching my heart as well in a deeper way. And I think if I'm feeling into it correctly, that's your ultimate goal is to be an artist who is true to herself. And in this place, of grieving, I think you're looking to connect with people who are also wanting to heal. Yeah. And possibly, I mean, here you have these psychic abilities, which means you can connect to the other side, depending on how much of that you want to open, which we can continue to get into. I have some medium abilities. So I've been prepping a bit for this to see, because I'm not the typical medium I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say I'm as good or confident because I'm just not as someone who would get paid to be just a medium, but I definitely can get certain messages. So I will do that too towards the end. And because Jennifer told me a bit about what's going on. Do you want, should I share it now a little bit? <laughs> well, I know that you're, you're grieving the loss of your father, correct? Correct. So it's an honor for me to get to read for you at this time, because especially seeing this high priestess card, it's like, oh, you've got these abilities. You have these tools to actually connect with him yourself. I get to help. And Jennifer, we get to be this bridge to let you know that you probably already know this. Death isn't what most of us think it is. Right. So I believe your father's spirit is alive and here i'll start to pull him in a little bit the only thing i've gotten from your because i've been i've been connecting to your trying to connect to your dad <laughs> you know no big deal you know i i'm just like let me see if i can get anything yet and this is what i got i can't fully make sense of it but he kept showing me a serious face of his and saying serious serious and I couldn't tell if he was trying to show me that he had this serious side to him that might have um and maybe it's both that might have made it hard for you at times to be fully silly or I think he was saying no this is like a serious situation you know like enter this it could have been both enter this seriously 
I think he knows what you're going through and what you're feeling. And he wanted to prep me like, you know, this is going to be serious, even with the levity. So that's what I got so far. Like I said, this is why I'm not a paid medium, because that's just for me to say that it's like, okay. Yeah. No, Kate, I'm not surprised you got anything because he is very closed off and he always has a very serious face. I don't think I've seen him laugh um, in uh, maybe a couple times in my childhood life. And then I think he gave me a chuckle um, the last time, maybe last year when I made a funny dance and he maybe chuckled. But I know that he has a sense of humor because I feel like I got that from him. And I can see him like smirking when I do silly stuff around him. Like his eyes are like, he's, he can appreciate it, but he always has a serious face. It's always stoic. It's, he's never, he's not a big laugher and he's not very emotional and he doesn't really express himself. So I, yes, yeah, I'm like, okay. Even if you got insecure medium ever. So that's why I enter it like that. But that made me feel better because I kept being like, why does he keep? Because I was trying to lighten it up. Because a lot of time when spirit comes through to me, it can be very jokey, yeah. you know, depending on who's coming through. And he just kept, he like wouldn't let it go there. He just kept saying, like, no, serious. Uh, and, and he wanted me to know that before I could get silly with him, which hasn't happened yet. But I think he wanted me to know that that's how he was with you. And how that might have felt with you being the comedian you are and you being the fighter you are, that even with that seriousness, you were able to be like, no, I'm going to go make people laugh as a profession. And I love that you sometimes did get stuff out of him. And I'll keep him here and we'll keep talking to him as we do the cards. But that's where he wanted me to start, I guess. So I knew something about him and um he's showing me there's a reason for his seriousness now so he didn't mean to necessarily be like that but he the way the things he went through the way he was raised he couldn't fully get out of that prison in a sense I'm gonna say but I get such a deep feeling of how proud he is that you do what you do and comedy is such a superpower you know not everyone sees it as a superpower but when you can make people laugh in this world you are bringing light to them you're giving them sometimes a reason to keep going because there's so much serious stuff here so I get the sense he's so proud that you're able to do that because he wasn't able even though he was funny he wasn't able to do it in the way you can. So that's where we'll start. And now that I have that opening with him, hopefully more things can come through. Okay. So two of swords, and this is not the typical tarot weight deck. So the images, I love the images in this, but they're not, you know, an artist interpret them. So it's two of swords and you can see the two crows and also the important part is the blindfold around her 
And I, I feel like this is, first of all, linking to your own purposeful blindness in a sense, like to your own gifts. And maybe you were just waiting on some spiritual nudges to enter that place, you know, and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to remove this blindfold because the blindfold's kind of there because you're, you're wanting it there in a sense. You don't necessarily want to see everything that's on the other side or interact with it because maybe you don't even know if it's real. You didn't want to get crazier. You know, I don't know <laughs> the full things, but you were kind of leaving this on. But two of swords is somewhat of a crossroads and you are in a crossroads and grief can do this for us. Grief can really open our hearts so we can enter a new place and you're going to be connected to him. I'll make sure of that. Okay. So the crossroads I believe is, is more for you to say, I want to enter my body and my life in a way where I feel good and I explore my full truth and my full power. And sometimes, unfortunately, it can take a death or a really painful event that shatters us to allow for more light to come into our body and kind of activate latent spiritual DNA, as I would say. And I think maybe it will be your desire to connect to him that allows you to open up these abilities fully. And I think you'll feel just more you, honestly, as you open these places. Um, so yeah, I would say the crossroads is you entering the spiritual place within in a different way. Now your dad's getting a little sillier which is interesting. <laughs> Justin, you know, he he's he came in very serious to give that message, but he's actually lightening up and I'm just getting a lot of love from him to you. So as much as you can take that in, that that's not gone. Okay. Eight of swords. We got some more crows as you can see and I like crows a lot of people are scared of them but it's really all perspective which is why I love non-duality you know some people have a list of these are the good animals and these are the bad animals and it's like so many beings including humans are misunderstood and the eight of swords is you being in this prison that is in a sense it's it's a prison of your belief systems right and now that I know something about your dad, I feel like some of his negative belief systems that kind of kept him trapped, you know, accidentally got put onto you as it just happens. Energy affects energy. Generational trauma is now, I feel like a word that a lot of people know. It's just, you're, you're raising an environment around energy systems and your role models and your peers. It, it it naturally becomes entwined with who we are. And I think part of this crossroads we were talking about is you seeing your own traps, you know, the belief systems that keep you from navigating in a way that ultimately feels really good. So when you were talking about comedy and how often you do it, making the choices that feel good to you as best you can. Sometimes things can just suck. 
sure, <laughs> you gotta suck it up. But as best as you can saying, what do I really want to do? And what do I really need? Because when we get caught up in the fame game, it can twist us a bit into thinking we want something that then doesn't feel good. And then what's the point, right? Now, to me, you already have fame. I see it building for sure. But I think your dad and I and Jennifer want, we want it to build on your happiness. You know, you want a career where you're not being drained to death, where you feel good and you can feel the success of it. So that's why it's important to choose is this show what I want to do? Do I want to do that drive? Do I want to work with those people or as much as you can control working with people that give you that life or going to certain stages where you're like, like I loved doing sacred comedy, shameless plug for Jennifer, <laughs> but it's because I'm very sensitive. So I feel when I'm really welcomed on a stage versus when I'm not. So just really feeling even into the location and the people and making sure that you're protected in all of this because you're going up regardless. I can feel, I, I think you've got a great soul, okay? So, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about your potential. It's more of making sure that as you build and as you continue to grow, it's in the direction that you really, really want. And I think that's the trick for most of us is that we get lost in what we even want or what really feels good because we're scared sometimes to know what we really want if we think it's unachievable in that moment, right? So just having a real honest talk with yourself. Are you writing a book by any chance or thinking no. about it? No. I see you having a book, a successful book. And I'm not saying it has to start now, but I feel like something about going through what you're going through with your dad, finding out you have spiritual psychic abilities and being a mom comedian. I mean, that's that's a lot to start with of just like, who am I, where am I headed? You know, I think you have a story to tell, especially as you open up to reality as it really is. And I would I would love to hear your thoughts as you open these doors, you know, because with the high priestess card coming out first, you have very strong abilities, right? So with that dad's seriousness, maybe accidentally blocking some of those because not everyone's into our superpowers that yeah, we have. Not everyone's or, or into a believer. Sorry, a weirdo. No, 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 it's okay. I was like, you know, we're out here being weird. <laughs> it's not for everybody, but you don't even have to be out here being weird. I guess that's the other thing I wanted to say for Alice is like, really? you know, you, these, these are also, these are all things that are very like personal. These can be very like personal spirituality. So if, if you do have psychic abilities, you know, you know, Kate and I want to talk about it <laughs> a lot, but I think, you know, it can also just be another part of your internal self that you're, you're synthesizing or you're alchemizing and your performance is the is the healing action is the healing action as a high priestess which secretly is what i want sacred comedy to be a temple for high priestesses to then disseminate their healed comedy to people so so it's like you get to decide how you want to use all that 
Beautiful. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I'm not sure why the book thing came through other than I'm getting strong visions of you being able to have a really successful one and using it also as therapy mm -hmm. and not getting caught up in it has to be the perfect book because I can't even read most books because they're too heady. It's like someone couldn't even just fully let it out. They had to make sure it sounded smart. And mm. those books give me headaches. I just want the knowledge almost in the voice, the true voice of the speaker. And I feel like comedy has allowed you to really find your confidence in your voice. And now opening up this new door and um, I don't know, we can get back to that, but I do see you with a successful book if you're ever ready to start it and just starting it in a therapeutic diary-like way just to see what wants to come out. Yeah, I've always um, thought, you know, I've had a couple of people who are like, oh, did you want to write a book? Give me some samples. And I was like, well, I'm not really a smart writer. <laughs> I need to make this sound smart. And then I try and I'm like, I don't think this sounds like me. And then they pass on it. So maybe that's what it is, like me trying to sound smart. And and I just, just sound like me. I love reading books that sound like a person's real voice. It's why I loved Catcher in the Rye growing up, because it was one of the first books where there, there was curses in it. Like I was in school and I was reading a curse and I was like, ah. you know? like but it spoke to me because it wasn't written in that very strict English way, you know? And I think, yeah, if you write it in your voice and don't write it to be sold, that can come along later. It's more of, that's why I said kind of diary. And that's how I started writing my book, which may or may not ever go anywhere. It was really because I wanted using my unique voice and I talk like a valley girl, you know, just to get out what was going on and bent yeah. and then but I I see yeah like there was a block with that book right but it's because it has to be your voice and it has to be actual real motivation coming through to do it when you force yourself to write a book I feel like that could be so painful <laughs> but you know if you if you allow all this stuff that's brewing within your emotions and these feelings and these thoughts if you can let it out even in a very raw way and not worry about it getting sold but more about writing your story yeah that's and i think writing is headed there i think uh, a lot of heady people took over that industry and it's like you use commas wrong no book for you and it's like okay yeah. you know Enlightened aliens don't worry about where all the commas are. Okay. They're worried. They're they're sending these telepathic, beautiful, sacred images that are, you know, 5D. So that's ridiculous of those people. So it's like, sorry, that might have been weird. But I love it. <laughs> my Alice, do you love it? It's simple. And it's gonna be like interpret it. No. Um, I think you gotta get your voice out there and not try to force it or the book I'm feeling into. Okay. Can Next I just one. ask a question? Oh, oh you're, I was going to say, so Alice, how, how does this sort of, how is this reach? How is this resonating for you? Um, well, it re reinforced the fact that I'm, I'm not 
crazy because I always told everyone I had psychic abilities and people would look at me like I'm crazy, which would then make me think, oh my God, am I really crazy? And now I can go back to my kids. I'm like, look, there's proof. Someone said I have psychic abilities. It also makes me, um, it comforts me because I felt like after my father passed, I got to know him better, if mm -hmm. that even makes sense. Yes. And it got, I got to know myself better. And I felt like I've always had trouble being vulnerable because I'm a middle child. I'm a people pleaser. I'm always like picking sides, but not worrying about me trying to make everyone feel comfortable with humor. And I'm like, well, I don't always have to be funny. And I've done some like stuff that were very vulnerable about telling what I was going through with my dad while he was getting sick and then what happened and the funeral planning. And it felt very natural for me to share. And I felt a very positive, um, people were very, received it really positively and people shared stories with me. And I, to me, it was healing. And I did a show right after a, a week, uh, not even a week after my father died, I could have passed it up. And I'm like, no, you know what? Selfishly, I want to do it because I want to talk about it. And I want to see if I can connect grief with humor. I want to see how it pans out. And I did. And I was like, ooh, that felt really good. And people were thanking me for the show. I'm like, no, thank you for even coming because that was really my therapy. Um, all this really resonates with me. And I and I feel really um I feel really connected to myself right now. That makes me and Jennifer so happy. Yeah. And yeah, it's all clicking in that non-duality place again of bringing the light into the dark. I love that you still did the show because that's what you wanted. It's not, oh, what should I do? It's what do you want to do? It's it's your process. And then you went and you brought yourself there and what you're feeling. You made it funny. And you also, once again, connected to people who might have needed to hear that because they could be grieving. And as much as they want to laugh at this comedy show, they can't get out of their head, their grief. But then when you bring it to the table, theirs comes to the table and then they can be present with you. And that's what's beautiful about truth because there's so much suffering here because the wars, death, everything. And, and people, a lot of people don't know that death isn't the end, you know? So I think I'm excited also to see what psychic abilities keep coming up as well. Oh, and then your dad, this is a random image. Um, I keep getting a banana peel and then he's like funny going like, whoop, 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 whoop. like, you know, like that typical, like silly, I'm not sure exactly. Like cartoon, like yes, a cartoon, like, like slipping on a banana peel. I think he wants me to know that part of his silly side when it was around was like that basic silly I don't even mean to say basic because I'm not trying to cut it down it's actually like very guttural basic humor that that he liked and he's kind of like rooting for you that part of you like don't think things are too silly is what he's saying like like that he or maybe you also did stuff like that for him just like silly little like fake falls and he is trying to show like that brought him light and made him laugh. And like, don't, don't back away from bringing that silly, you know, goofy, like, whoop, 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 you know, into your, into your comedy. Yeah. 
yeah, he, um, I mean, he never came to my comedy shows. I, I still don't even know if he knew I did comedy. And, uh, but the, the, like, I could never run a joke by him and ask him for his input or if he was, it was funny. It was never that, I didn't have to be complex with my humor with him. Um, but the last time he did have that chuckle was something I did really physically just silly, like something physical with my hands or dancing. And then he chuckled and it's not like he told jokes too. Like he, and, and, and he, he was like that with my wedding. He was very serious, serious all the way up to the, he danced and stuff, but at, he, he had, um he didn't really make conversations with a lot of people. He's not a deep talker and and then at the end of the trip, there was it was three days of the rehearsal wedding, and then they we got him in an Uber, and then uh, my in laws and Jimmy, my husband at that time, well still my husband, we, we were waving goodbye, and then he says sayonara, and then everyone laughed because he it was like you know like he waited until the end to show that silly side. And maybe because he felt comfortable. I don't know. But he does these things where he's, it's always serious. And then he'll do something. And we're like, where did that come from? So, and the banana on the last six months, he's been asking for bananas to eat. And we're like, why does he keep wanting to eat bananas? <laughs> and it was just like a change of taste. Didn't touch bananas for a long time. And then his taste buds change and he wanted to eat the foods that he used to have when we were children. He was requesting for certain things and a banana was always that. And then I was like, but that's too much sugar and that's too much potassium. <laughs> and I remember the day before he uh, uh, got un unconscious, he was asking for a banana and we were talking to his doctor and she's like, well, it's too high in potassium. You can't have any bananas. And I was kind of sad to not give him any more bananas, but he did have bananas all the way up to okay yeah yeah so wow. yeah, yeah. And, I, and something you said before where you feel like you've gotten closer to him since makes total sense I have gotten closer to my grandma through the afterlife and then and I wasn't expecting it you know she came she was one of the first spirits to come through as my gifts were opening up and it was wild but it's real and I know the other day I was around my dad and I said something to my husband in front of him, like, oh, we're talking about my grandma who I'm still, who I'm very close with. And I realized how that might sound crazy to my dad. Cause it was like, what do you mean you're close with? Because to me, that's what it is. I communicate with her daily. I have a picture of her. She wakes me up in the middle of the night because when you wake up, your brain in a, in a good way is more relaxed. So those abilities and spirits can come in without that, those hard defenses, right? So she has shared with me in the afterlife many things that I didn't know as a child because she passed when I was 11, right? So you can absolutely get closer with the spirit when they've passed because they, they're more free, and if you're tuning into the other side, you're able to now interact with their spirit as their spirit truly is. Now we want, you know, we all want to be able to be free here, but it's very hard, but it's now your goal. And I love that with the book thing coming through, the messages have fun with it. Play, let it be therapy. Don't 
allow that industry to get in your head and be like, oh, I'm not smart enough. You know, the way I speak isn't good enough. No, people are thirsty to read language in the way that makes their brain feel good and at rest. So, and I, now I understand the banana peel thing. There was a bunch of messages in that, but part of it is letting that silliness come through and not knocking it. Like it's, oh, it's, you know, it was just me being, doing a silly physical motion. I love that stuff. And that's why little kids, you know, you can, a little kid will laugh at like the stupidest thing, but that's so beautiful. And like a simple, silly motion can just bring that joy out. So, okay, next card, the moon. And we've got this woman, she's in the water. I can't even tell if she's a mermaid or not. She kind of looks mermaidy, or that could be a dress. And then we've got the moon and we've got the wolves howling at the moon. I obviously love wolves, it's my last name. And you know, you've got the white wolf and the black wolf, because that energy is strong coming through as a message for you. So the moon card is really allowing your primal goddess forces to come in. You know, howling at the moon is a good example of just saying like, I don't care what society tells me. I feel like howling at the moon, I'm letting it out. It's like bringing out that inner artist, the wild part of you that could not be tamed by this world, letting her play more, maybe even putting on some of your favorite songs and dancing around the house almost as homework. Like I need to at least dance to one song today to bring that movement in, that joy, that freedom. But really opening up that creative space and letting your subconscious play, which is why I also say paying attention to the astral realm is huge because there's a connection. You know, it's our subconscious, whether it's our fears or actual beings coming through to us there. Sometimes we're visiting actual places that exist that we've never been to, but we visited in the astral realm. So just connecting your subconscious more and your shadow self into the light, not being ashamed of it. And just saying, this is who I am. We're all imperfect beings. There's no one way to do anything. There's no one way to do comedy, to write a book, to sleep. It's all about what works for you because we're so unique. You know, just because we're all human, we have such unique frequencies that no one can really tell you other than your intuition what works for you and what you need. So just really hunkering down on your intuition, who you are. Yes, Jennifer. Sorry. I was like, I have something to say. So yes. when you were talking in a little bit earlier, I was trying to tap in a little and I think when I saw the moon card for, for me, it's, it's, it's a little also of all the things that Kate said, well, I love you so much, Kate. And it's also, um, accessing the deeper emotion. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why, and, and the truth of your emotion, because ultimately, and the other thing I want to, well, ultimately when you're communicating that deeper feeling, especially when it comes to the grief. And it and when it starts to sort of really come into your performance, um, you're allowing people to feel it. Like you're you're basically saying this is how I feel or felt, and you're making it okay for other people to feel that too. I became psychic to avoid grief because I didn't want to say goodbye to my parents. 
that was many years ago. And when, you know, when my mom, my mom passed about five years ago. Um, but I will say one of the biggest ways that spirit does communicate with you is in feeling. Mm. So, so they can give you a feeling of something. And my mom gave me, um, a really beautiful picture that, you know, because they were so close to you in your life, they always have that connection with you. She gave me a picture of literally like her hand kind of going down into my chest and my chest having like a her hand shaped space, like a like it fit like a puzzle piece because it was always um, because she had that connection with me in life. Then I could access that connection whenever I wanted to. And so could she, even though I told her to, to leave me alone for the first year because it was just like way too much. She was talking a lot. I felt super crazy. I was like, this is driving me insane. And I needed to, I needed to sort of pause and have that year or two just to grieve because I didn't give myself that. And that was just me not wanting to deal with the truth and trying to bypass feelings. But when I realized that I was able to kind of really, um, what's the word, integrate that into kind of like moving forward. And though they're not here and the world is, the world is not the same place without them. You know, like, it's just, I felt the morning after my mom passed, it was like, I was in a completely different dimension. Was, this is a world where she is not here anymore. And that was just so strange to me. And, and it took time, but we still have a relationship. It's not the same, but we still have one. And, and I just wanted to kind of offer that to you that this is a different kind of relationship now that you're going to have with your dad. Um, again, it's not the same. And we I'm have closer to... to my grandma. Now, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it also depends on each connection, each spirit, you know, cause your dad was so strict and sometimes his silliness would come out, but because he, you know, he's excited for you to get to know him now from this place and i also fully believe in reincarnation so i don't think it's ever the end some spirits don't want to reincarnate back for a bit because earth can be quite the ride but you know it's just not what we think it is and you know i loved what jennifer everything she was saying because feelings have so much power so much information and so much beauty and it's also good when you're feeling too much to do what you need. Like last week, I was super duper triggered and I was popping off to Jennifer all day. But and I felt stupid, you know, but it's what I needed. And I'm like, this can't be stupid. I'm feeling something strong and I'm going to give myself what I need. I need to talk to a friend. I need to pop off a little. bit. <laughs> I need to. And I think when you're feeling that strong emotion, just saying to yourself, to your inner child, to your intuition, what do I need right now? It could be a great meal. It could be a massage. It could be anything that you know you need, but listening to your feelings and letting them guide you. There are compass, even though they can be intense, obviously. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, I'll get to your next card. It's the wheel reversed. It's your only reversed card, which just means there's some resistance to it. And, and I was saying before, you got some really strong, powerful cards, which makes me very happy. So the wheel is about change. 
you know, you spin the wheel, what's going to come? There's some resistance, obviously. You're in a trans transformational time already. And a lot of the change that happened, you didn't want. So it's like, I think you're just like, let me be in my cocoon. Let me heal. And that's beautiful. But there's a lot of positive change that's waiting to come in when you're ready for those energies to come in because you're shifting. There was a death and you're going through your own version of a death. You're, you're transforming. Your beliefs are going to shift because even as you're getting closer to your dad on the other side, you know, at first you're going to go, I'm crazy. This can't be. But as you shift and say, no, this is my truth. I'm not going to call myself crazy. I'm going to open up to this and include my skepticism. That's fine. But as you shift your perspective, the world around you is going to shift in a positive way because you're going to be more of who you really are. And he's helping that. You know, he knows he can now see his blocks that he was working with. And now he wants to make sure that those blocks that accidentally got put on you a bit, he really wants to make sure he helps get those off so you can be exactly who you are. Because you have a lot to bring to the world. So change will come when you're ready and it will be good change. Last card. Ace of Wands. Isn't that a great card with a third eye, just like on fire, ready to go? And I feel like this is so, <laughs> this is so good for you, Alice, because I feel like this is what's happening. Like your third eye has been awakened and you're having certain experiences and you're just, I think what you needed was just to hear you're not crazy, that this is real and to enter it because these are your abilities lighting on fire and tuning in and you being able to connect not just to your your father but to anything you really want to connect to i love connecting to my enlightened alien friends hey guys <laughs> um, mermaid realm fairy realm and of course i felt insane when i was first opening up the channel but opening up a channel and seeing what comes through you don't have to come to conclusions like i had your dad coming saying serious serious and I was like I'm gonna I almost didn't want to bring it because I'm like what if no one has any clue what I'm talking about but I I said okay this is what came through let me bring it in and I think you can work with it that way and say okay this is what the message I'm getting let me reach out to Jennifer Kate whoever and and just see what they think about this but playing with it allowing it to live without shutting it down of oh that's just my imagination, and, and sometimes it is, but imagination is linked to our third eye in my belief, mm. in my beliefs. So yes. thank you, Jennifer. So, <laughs> so really, you know, allowing these things to be and not shutting them down and just working with them without calling yourself crazy is going to allow your gifts to fully come out. And your dad is actively working with you on the other side to help you with these. And like I said, when Jennifer told me a little bit, I was honored, you know, I, I, I got to look at your stuff more and um, your dad start, started coming through and I was like, oh, I get to help make this bridge for her that's already there, but I get to help kind of cement it a bit more and say like, here he is, here's the bridge, he's not gone. 
and he's still part of your journey and his journey and his soul is still developing and he's learning more and spirits can get bored by the way i just found this out from a medium i spoke to because she's um she might come on the podcast if she wants but she has abilities where she can hear like a ton of information she sees them in her home and she said sometimes they just want to interact they're not there to do anything crazy big sometimes they're just like they want someone to interact with that can see them or hear them so you know it might just be your dad wanting to hang sometimes to hang around and feel your energy so just opening up to that and also being okay with anyone who can't speak about it in the same way. You know, that doesn't have to be any kind of attack on you. So if you're sharing it with someone and they're like, what are you talking about? You know, to just, okay, this person's not vibing with it. That's them. This is me. That doesn't have to have any statement on my beliefs. You know, I think it's just going to help you really grow in the direction that you're headed in. And I see a lot of amazing things shifting as you kind of honor these deeper places that maybe before you were, you were pushing back a bit. Mm, I just have one thing to add to that. That was amazing. Um, in the very beginning, when you were connecting with her dad, I, I wasn't doing a direct connection because I'm the same as, as Kate, like. I will have spirits come through, but I, I, I'm like not a medium. Cause I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't, I don't want to, but, um, I just felt this intense warmth right here in the heart. So I think what I, what I feel moved to tell you, Alice, is that, um, sometimes when your dad's around, just pay attention to the sensations you have in your, in your body. And take note of any sort of warm feelings in here where there's almost like a sense of peace. They're really good at that. <laughs> They're really good at kind of bringing that in. So how does this feel? How does all this feel for you? Warm. Um, I really just want to know if he's okay. Like, mm. he doing okay, you know? Like, because we kind of left without saying, he he left without saying goodbye. I just waited and waited. He said, he's being funny now. And I, it's always an interesting thing. He said, he made a joke and he was like, should have get, given me that dang banana, but he's totally joking. He's totally <laughs> joking. Okay. He, he's, he's joking with you to know he's more than okay. Truly. And when he came in as so serious, I was like, oh man, like what's this spirit going to be like? And he wouldn't break it till we entered. Um, but he's only, he's showing me like normal glasses, serious. And then he switched to like sunglasses, like funny party mode. Cause he just really wants you to understand he's more than fine. Truly. He's okay. Um, he can see now way clearer than we can. And he's, he's supporting you, but you don't have to worry about him like that anymore now I don't want to say he's worried about you because he's not worried because he knows there's only up for you truly he's worried just that he doesn't want you to feel alone in this grief because you don't have to be at all this is actually part of the wheel card part of the change is you connecting 
to people who can talk with you about this. And as you write down your dreams or just connect to him more directly and speak to him, you know, there can just be some, some fun in it and not just you thinking you're crazy and maybe this isn't happening at all. No, you know, it's happening. He is totally okay. I promise, you know, um, the, the seriousness comes into play still just in you being a light worker and not maybe realizing fully that you are and what that means. You know, you're going to help save the planet with those of us who are trying to evolve the whole collective. And, you know, he's just going to help you with that mission, which is a serious mission, but it's serious to go and have fun and to enjoy your life. And I don't think he definitely didn't get to bring in that light for his life fully, but he's here now to help bring it in for you and your family. And he's able to be way more in the light. I have another spirit that comes through a lot for my, for me and my husband. And, you know, he, when he passed, he was in a ton of pain, but when he comes through, he's one of the funniest, like he makes full on creative jokes. And I bring him in and tell him to my husband because they were best friends. And it's like, it's just, they're, they're not stuck in that trauma. They're not stuck in this realm anymore. This realm is purposely dark and light. It's, it's meant, the veil is meant to keep us blind to a certain degree for a reason so we can learn to follow our inner workings you know in a, in a different way with faith and faith is a huge part of all of this so just allow your faith to grow through all of this and know that the pain you're feeling is okay but it's actually moving you forward into more connectedness and including being connected to your father so and i will say um i'm connecting a little bit he is talk. He's talking to you a lot. Yeah, he's talking to you a lot. But you, but he's he. What I heard him say is like, but she can't hear me, and and I and I'm just trying to say like, there's a like maybe there's other ways. Like I, I think as time goes on, it it takes some time to to hear them and not feel insane because when you hear them, you're like, is this what I think they would say? Because I know them right. so well, um, right. which is very common. Um, but. Hold on. I, I really want to grab this because he's very concerned about making sure that you understand that you can hear him. Cause again, this is still very new for him. So I think he's, he's still working on how, how best to be received. Um, I mean, you have, but he, I mean, right he hears here. you, you can talk to him anytime. He definitely talks, you know, um, yeah, he's he's still a little like I just can't can't seem to hear me kind of thing. But but you know, I think just let him know that you're working on it. But you also mm. need to feel the sads first, the saddies. Like um, um I don't know if he if you could even somehow hear his answer to this. Yeah. Did he like the slideshow I put together for him? <laughs> I I'm getting like gestures, like, you know, like just perfect. Yes. Like that kind of, he was going like, he was almost going like, yeah, yeah like, they like, were like gestures it. like that yes. was like, just, Oh, just yes. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Does that track? Does that feel like him? <laughs> yeah. That's all the photos and 
always like take photos of me and everybody because he's like it's always good to have photos because of memories and and um I had the flu during during planning the funeral and I and Jimmy was like you should go to bed I was like no I gotta do the slideshow and I was like looking through albums and taking the best shots of him and him graduating from Hong Kong University which we're all very proud of you dad and I knew he wanted to show that off and I'm like this is probably the this is why he wanted to take all these photos because at the end of the service everyone got to know him from all to his successes and and I was like you know what that he would be very proud of that but I just need to know was all my work in vain like dad did you see that (laughs) absolutely they see all that stuff Mm -hmm. uh he was very moved like I almost see him sort of you know, cause, but it, which is ridiculous. Cause he obviously doesn't have tears, but, but move like incredibly. Yeah. Just so, I mean, all heart, all heart, like so deep in his heart, so touched, so moved. Um, yeah. he's, he's happy. Yeah. I, I, I really get a sense that he's, he's, he's happy. Yeah. I feel such freedom yeah talking to him now you know before it was just he kept saying strict serious serious you know and I but but now I understand why because the way he's coming through is what Jennifer's saying he's he's happy he's joyous and he sees the whole thing and I believe he knows about reincarnation and you know like it's it's probably not his last go around so you know I think it's what Jennifer is saying he's he's talking to you he's, he's around there. your sons too he's around oh, your sons yeah. a lot yeah yeah so just not forcing your abilities to open but working with them is going to help you communicate with them as much as you want to he's he's here and and i will say also alice play with it you know when and it's weird because you're like talking and like you're talking to nobody and it feels strange and you're just like well let me know if you like the first time I was trying to get proof from my mom I was like is that you I just need to know and then I was like just show me something just I need like some kind of proof and then I immediately looked out the window and and a, and a squirrel had like just come up and was like just standing there like facing me looking at me and I was like well, I don't know if that's really the proof. Like, do you have something else? <laughs> you know, and it's just kind of like, I keep, like, I kept doubting it. And and doubt is always the sort of, like, in our field is very much like the enemy of intuition. Not that we would use the word like enemy, but it's like, but doubt is a very natural part of your abilities, especially coming online and understanding what they are. And that's okay. And you do need to be skeptical and you do need to, you know, show that a little bit. But as you do that, you're just wiggling. I'm like, you're just like wiggling your way into this like new shirt <laughs> kind of, but it's like a slow wiggle and, and you're finding your space in it. And, and, um, he's, he's sort of like your number one helper at this point. Just, um, you know, and he loves you so much. I mean, that has, that goes without saying, but it should be said. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I felt that too. Like when I was going like, I love you. And I was like, I'm not going to, because you know what I mean? I was just going to be like, me getting like, I love you. <laughs> but, but that is what I'm hearing. So know that you do have a cheerleader right there. And um, I do think soon you'll be able to interact with him 
easier and hear yourself. And Jennifer and I are here. If you're like, I feel crazy, <laughs> you know, any we'll, we'll let you know you're not. Because yeah. we felt crazy for years. Oh, yeah. You know, and then I've had so many instances where I'm like, it, it just, yeah, where I would say something and it was too crazy or I'd see something, you know, magic is here. I was a total atheist for a while. And then experiences happened to me. And I just think it's relieving. Because if we all were aware of how reality actually is, there would be less suffering. But for some reason, we're here to transmute that suffering and try to create a new way here. So you connecting to him and knowing he's not actually gone is a huge part. Uh, thank you both. Thank you, Jen and Kate. You're so, so, You're so welcome. welcome. And thank so you welcome. for being open to this. Thank you for putting yourself out there. Thank you for, for turning your art into something that can help and heal other people. Um, and I just want you to remember, like, it's okay to think of yourself first. And right mm. now it's so hard. I know it's so hard. It's like the, there's half an hour before you even remember that you have to like feed yourself in the morning. And like, I get that so much, you know, um, but, but carve out, carve out that space, you know, even yeah. schedule it, that space for yourself. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm a big I fan. This so. is random, but like, I'm a huge fan of like mom weekend where like, I, I mean, you get to do it with comedy, but I'm like, I'm going to go to a hotel, maybe in New York city going to be one day. And I'm just not like, I'm just not like, everyone's just going to have to fend for themselves. Big fan of that too. Yeah. I love that for, yeah. for all moms. And, um, yeah. I, I think I really needed this. Like I was on the brink of like, am I crazy? Am I seeing signs? Am I reading into it? And this kind of like solidifies like all those signs I've seen and read into. It wasn't reading too much into. And it was really my natural capabilities just trying to come out. And I will, I will not think of myself as crazy. And I will embrace that side because I I I've always known I had some kind of channel into the other world. And um I just wanted to know if he was okay. And, and you both have been so, so amazing at, at bridging this for me. And I really needed that bridge. I got as close as I could. And I think this really secured that connection with me and my dad. And this allows me to really just open up and talk to him, even like on the way to picking up my kids. Just oh, the car is the best. Car is the <laughs> best. Yeah. And pay attention to animals. I mean, Jennifer just said that with the squirrel, but animals birds i mean it was Huge. interesting when we first started this podcast the birds were so loud they're not normal like singing they were by my window singing so loudly and i was like okay well it was almost distracting i'm like that has to be a good sign yeah. of what's yeah. going on so just paying attention to whatever animal enters your space whether it's your third eye or actually is in your space you know because spirit speaks to us that way as well yeah and, and really, really, I'll just say like the number one word is trust. And if you find yourself doubting, use that as like part of your like analysis. Okay. Why am I doubting? And that's okay to doubt, but, but remember to, uh, the more you do it, the easier it will be to trust. It'll just, it'll just come really easily. I'm hearing some loud chirping 
and I see a possum staring at me right now. No, not with a possum, but um, we do have possums in where I live, but I do hear birds chirping. Birds and are huge. What I, do is I go right into my phone, you know, because I had a dream the other day where a walrus was like talking to me. So I woke up and I was like, walrus symbolism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I right away, if something enters my space, I go into my phone and usually, and sometimes you can feel into it yourself, but there are some beautiful interpretations already. And you can always speak to the other side because the other side wants you to interact with it. We've just been taught not to, because like children come in often being able to see and interact and then they get shut down because they're called crazy or silly or the parents who don't believe in it get real scared where they can almost beat it out of the kid if it's scaring them that much, you know? But it is a natural language that just gets shut down by most parents, not all parents these days, but most. Wow. Well, this is very literally (laughs) eye-opening. Um, third eye opening (laughs) so much you both um so welcome um such a treasure and I will uh take a notes down and uh I can't wait to talk to my mom and let her know Uh, he's okay because she keeps worrying about him I'm like he's fine he's with me um thank you and then he can come to my comedy shows now and realize that I'm not a banker anymore dad I don't work in a (laughs) bank Thank you so much, Alice. And Kate, thank you so much. Um, You're so articulate. Thank you. No, I really, I'm happy this happened. I wish we could all do a group hug right now, you know? Let's do it. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like I'm excited for you, Alice. Me too. I'm excited to see what your abilities are when you let them, when you fully let them out. So please be in touch. I know, you know, you and Jennifer are probably in touch, but feel free to do a group, Instagram, whatever. I, you know, but uh, I'm oh my God, be- this will not be the last threesome. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, and we're, we're pretty close. Yeah. We'll do this again. We should do this again. I sure. agree. I'm down. Thank you for this gift. What You're a gift. So I'm so honored. Thank you for having me on this and, and sharing your talent and gift with me. Thank you, Jennifer, for setting it up. You know, there's nothing. Sorry, my dad was so intimidating. He's a very simple man. He he actually is not intimidating at all. No, it was just interesting, you know, because I was like, let me do this beforehand. And he wanted me to see one image of him, serious, 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 strict, you know, and it wasn't going past that, which I kind of appreciated because I was like, I don't want a bajillion messages before, (laughs) you know, let, let me get what I need. And then I, I always say, okay, I'm going to say it, even if I'm off or I sound crazy, I'm going to yeah. bring it. And then almost never, you know, almost always it, it, it resonates, but, um, I'm happy for you that you're going to be able to tap into these things. And yeah, I'm excited to see. Yeah. I will have a, I will have a banana for him today though. You <laughs> should definitely have a banana and you should invite him in be like, dad. I'm going to like, I'm going to light this candle. I'm going to eat this banana. Feel free to come in, get as close as you want. And let's do this. Okay. Yeah. 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 The sacred banana. (laughs) That actually sounded pervy. I'm sorry. (laughs) We went to my kid today. I'm like, 
no chips for you, banana. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Cause I was trying to punish him because he didn't give me his snack bag. And I'm like, so no chips for you. You have to eat healthy today. I'm going to give you a banana. Yeah. Which is probably the wrong message. Oh, no, no, so funny how nice. bananas became a theme too. And now like, bananas are going to be, you're going to see bananas everywhere now. Everybody, <laughs> everybody listening to this, you're going to see them everywhere. So. All right, kiddos. All right, guys. Until we all meet again. Until yeah, we meet again. Tonight in the astral realm. <laughs> Thank you.